0: Hey everyone, this is Krista Bontrager. I want to thank you for watching today, and in this video I want to talk about what I think is the single most neglected question of biblical interpretation Now we do a lot of great work in interpreting scripture I am a huge fan of the many giants in evangelical scholarship who do amazing work in helping to enlighten us on the historical and cultural backgrounds of Scripture. Um, One of my favorite books from my seminary days was Grant Osborne's The Hermeneutical Spiral. It's just a terrific overview of all the steps. Uh, Needed to interpret scripture if you're gonna do it in a really sound way and I love it because it's just from beginning to end it's from everything from the language study through the theology and uh, Through the what he calls the contextualization or or the sermon preparing the sermon all those steps are needed for proper biblical interpretation but there is one step that uh, Grant Osborne mentions in that book but We almost never do it as Protestants, almost never, especially as American 21st century evangelical uh, Protestants. And I'm going to tell you what that is. It is asking the question, how has this passage been interpreted in the history of the church? What is the traditional interpretation of this passage? Protestants excel at word studies, at breaking the text apart. And some Protestants think about how to fit passages within the f- larger framework of their systematic theology. If they're Calvinists, they, they put it in that larger framework of, of Calvinism and hold the whole predestination conversation. If people are more in the Arminian persuasion, they put it in their verses in that context. And then talking about how do we apply this? How do we communicate this to our audience? But the question of how has this passage been historically and traditionally interpreted in church history is almost never asked. Almost never. And this is really starting to bother me. Because when I'm on Facebook, when I'm on social media, when I'm on YouTube, and I see people sharing videos, so many errors come in because people think they can interpret scripture apart from history or tradition. They think that they can just go to a passage and interpret it and then blast people on Facebook with their interpretations. This is not a good idea. This is not how Christians have historically interpreted scripture. And this can lead to terrible terrible abuses and hurts in people's lives. I see this all the time with the issue of remarriage and divorce um, and separation. People just go to the words of Jesus, they, they look in the the English translations and then they, they make all kinds of statements about how all divorce is wrong except in the case of adultery. They often don't even look in the original language or try to understand the historical cultural background but even if they do that they almost never ask, how have these passages been interpreted in history? How has the ancient faith tradition looked at these things? And when I'm talking about ancient faith, I'm talking primarily about the eastern part of the church. This Bible-only approach that I see so many American Christians engaging in, where we, t- we strip scripture away from its historical roots and how it has been historically interpreted is just such folly and we end up damaging people like in the issues with, with uh, divorce and remarriage by adopting these very legalistic attitudes that uh, go far beyond what Jesus and the apostles originally intended. But we can't know what the Jesus and the apostles originally intended if we only have a, a Bible-only approach, if we completely divorce it from history and tradition. If you look in Grant Osborne's text, The Hermeneutical Spiral, you will see that he gives discussion, ample discussion, and wrestling through with the questions of how do we use history and tradition as part of our larger steps or our larger framework for how we interpret scripture. Sadly, evangelicals have completely demonized words like history and tradition and even religion to mean something that is almost sinister. Instead, these can be very helpful boundaries of where we can and cannot go with our interpretations. Boundaries keep people safe. Boundaries keep people from falling into error. They keep people from from falling into dangerous teachings. So it's not a good idea to have just this this Bible only approach because then we we are stripping away the boundaries of what we can do and say. And every Protestant scholar I know affirms this in principle. If you ever talk about the Trinity, the doctrine of the Trinity, this beautiful, precious, core doctrine of what it means to be a Christian, the thing about the Trinity is that you don't arrive at that doctrine apart from history and tradition. You cannot really, truly arrive at a fully-orbed view of the Trinity apart from reading the Church Fathers, because that's where the the doctrine really becomes It flowers and develops in the early uh, years of the church where the apostles and those who come after them provide the fuller interpretation of these verses. Yes, the doctrine of the Trinity has biblical support. It is in the Bible. It can be found in the Bible. It all of those verses are there. But the complexities of the doctrine of the Trinity that we affirm as Christians really are the result of history and tradition and Why not look to history and tradition in other areas? Why not look to history and tradition in areas like defining marriage? And especially on on an issue that is so contentious and controversial in our day, to looking at it is how has the church historically understood this issue? Whenever you're interpreting scripture, don't walk away from it without at least asking the question, How has this scripture passage historically been understood and interpreted in the church? How has it been even historically lived out in the church? And if you don't know, start digging. Start looking on some Orthodox websites. Try to get out of your American Protestant bubble, if you will, whatever bubble of Protestantism you're into, whether you're a charismatic or a a Nazarene or whether you're a a Baptist or, or a Calvinist, get out of your little bubbles and go look elsewhere in a more ancient faith perspective and begin to interact with those sources and see what happens. Thanks for watching. Bye-bye.